0: Aaron Sorkin did an Ask Me Anything last week. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was really good. I mean, like, there was... He didn't really say a whole lot of stuff that I haven't heard him say before. He's always been a bit of a... Open book. Well, he's been a, a bit of a textbook in that, right. like, he always has, like, a go-to answer. And I've heard him say the same things right. over and over and over again in interviews. <laughs> this really wasn't any different from that. But he's promoting his master class.
1: Right. I saw, like, Facebook ads for it.
0: Yeah, they're promoting it pretty thoroughly, actually. And I think... The the cookies in my profiles just seem to know that I haven't bought it, and they know that I'm intrigued. Right. So it's like 25 video lessons of Aaron Sorkin teaching you how to craft a really great screenplay.
1: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Do you think you'll watch it? It's 90. I I, I probably will. I'm gonna. It's get... like
1: right on the cusp of like how much do you like Aaron Sorkin? Well, I do like Aaron Sorkin. Like it
0: was 75, I'd already have watched them all. You know, like.
1: Right, but it's just that extra 15 bucks that's really throwing you off. And it's, eh? it's all psychological. Cause I'll, I'll chip in the 15 bucks if you want.
0: That's really nice, buddy. It's, it's okay. A, my gift. I'm probably going to, to buy it this weekend because I'll get birthday money, and I'll be oh, like, Oh, nice.
1: Free. Oh, yeah. When's your birthday? Saturday. Nice. The 6th.
0: It is the 6th. Want to hear a funny story? Sure. I found out the other day what I'm definitely not getting for my birthday. <laughs> my mom had this story to tell me. She went into an art gallery on Oxford Street, and I don't know why she was in there, but my mom's like a cool person who lives in the North End now. Right. And she she sees this painting on the wall that she really liked. And she immediately thought, um, Colin would love that painting. I have to get that painting for him for his birthday. So she asks the clerk, who's like this 17-year-old kid named Kevin.
1: (laughs) Okay. And hi Kevin, if you're I, listening.
0: Yeah, hi Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> this story is gonna kind of make fun of Kevin a little bit. <laughs> but Hope you got a thick skin. There we go. And my mom says, "I really love that painting. I'd love to buy it." And Kevin says, "Oh, this is just a gallery. Our paintings aren't for sale." And my mom's like, "You're 17 and stupid. <laughs> you definitely can sell paintings at an art gallery." Right. And so she's like, "Whatever." And so she goes home later and she calls the gallery and asks to speak with a manager. And so she gets this older woman and says, "Hi, I was in your gallery." earlier I saw this painting I really liked. I was wondering if I could could purchase it. And the lady goes, "Sorry, it's just a gallery. We don't sell our artwork."
1: And my mom's like, "What is wrong with you people? Do you want to make money?" Right. <laughs> she didn't understand. So, so, is it like just government funded? I don't know. What was he doing at the front desk? Was it he, was our cash? He's just a clerk. I, I think they also sell art supplies or something. Uh, okay.
0: So my mom says to the woman, she gets another bright idea. She says, well, can you at least give me the name of the artist so that I can maybe have him or her paint me a new one? Sure. I, would, I would pay him or her. And the lady goes, oh, Kevin painted that. <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert! This show show explores television content that's been available for consumption for quite some time. If a spoiler or two slips into the conversation, well, you are warned. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: So listen, these were both really cool shows. What? Yeah. How stoked were you on this week's
1: pair of shows?
0: Yeah, I I, I was. I was just enthralled by both. Like in the pilots, in, in the very different, very different shows, but. Both of them had me really hooked. Let's start with Stranger Things. Yeah, perfect. This is kind of the show that, that everybody's talking about right now. It's it's a Netflix original show. It was released, I think, July 15th. It's it's relatively new. Yeah. Set in 1983, Indiana. It's uh, entirely just a great big Stephen King homage.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would say so.
0: About these, these kids who live in a small town that Although, seems like- to be...
1: What what's Stephen King I I'm not a huge Stephen King head or anything, so yep. what Stephen King story would you liken it to? I don't know that I'd liken it to any in particular, but like
0: the font, apparently the font in Stranger Things is very Cujo. Right. And there's
1: just like all of the I I, okay. did,
0: I can't list a bunch of them because I'm a not a
1: lot of homages to Stephen King in it.
0: I'm not a big Stephen King fan person myself, although the hanging out of the four or five kids or whatever reminds me of stand by me.
1: And that kind of remind me of like the Goonies. Okay,
0: well, and, and the Goonies was like strictly '80s. Stand Just by Me came out in the '80s, but I think it was set in the '50s or '60s. Right, but that was a Stephen King story.
1: And I don't remember Stand by Me at all. And I think I watched it.
0: Oh, it was great. It was the the kids in it are all pretty famous now too. Will Wheaton was like the main kid. Okay. Um, Jerry O'Connell, when he he's like the fat little chubby kid. River Phoenix and Corey Feldman,
1: I guess. What's the story there? One of them finds a dead body or something?
0: No, there's a rumor that there is a dead body. like on the outskirts of town so like this kid went missing and the rumor is he got hit by a train and so the police haven't been able to find his body right so they go looking for the body to see if they can find it before the police do gotcha and it's really just like a coming of age story sure but growing up and they do they do find the body or whatever it's a good movie yeah it's objectively a good movie i gotta
1: watch that because i think i've seen i think i've for sure seen it before but i don't remember it at all it's on netflix Oh okay, perfect. Much like stranger things. yes, back to stranger things They've
0: got eight episodes out. yeah I don't know if they necessarily knew it was going to take off like immediately like it has
1: yeah, I wonder what it is I think there's something about like period pieces and also there's not really a horror show on Netflix would you would you classify Netflix it original. as a horror? Uh, more of a thriller. see you... I watched the second episode
0: yeah and the second episode definitely has horror elements.
1: whoa really? Oh yeah. See, uh, I watched with someone who was like they had their hands over their eyes for like half of it, and
0: well, I don't like to be scared either, and I'm pretty sure if I was still doing morning radio and had to get up at four o'clock in the morning and walk through empty halls by myself, I would have been like really anxious this really? morning. Yeah, no, I don't like getting, I don't like scary stuff. I'm, I'm very wimpy about that in general, but I'm gonna finish watching this show, right? Because there's only six more. Sure. And I'm, I'm definitely hooked
1: anyway. It was kind of funny to narrate that. Uh, first scene to to my girlfriend who was watching it with her hands over her face because yeah. she was she was like okay tell me what's happening i was like okay it's showing a man in an elevator he's staring down a hallway and it's kind of closing <laughs> up on the hallway but i'm sure nothing's gonna happen it's just a hallway right <laughs> now it's showing the guy back in the elevator it's closing up on him i'm sure there's nothing gonna happen in the elevator and then he ends up getting like his head torn off or
0: So, how do or you perceive it? Is there like an
1: Area 51 kind of laboratory? That's lab- what I'm getting from it. In their town, it's yeah. kind of hidden there from the Department of But it's the Department of Energy. It's weird that it wasn't like a really a military
0: Well, Department of facility. Energy must be some kind of Wing some fake of- facade. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So people don't know that they're actually keeping aliens in there. Yeah. Did you get the impression it was an aliens thing? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. An-
1: well, alien or like testing deformation
0: well, I strictly got the impression that I'm I'm not spoiling anything from the second episode, but okay. I strictly got the impression immediately that the little girl mm-hmm. is an alien.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to argue against that.
0: Well, unless you've seen more episodes than we have. But my girlfriend and I, like, Becky and I spent a few minutes trying to figure out if she was Will. Like, when she first walks into the back of the, the diner in, right. the, in the hospital gown or whatever, yeah. and she starts eating the fries, right. we were like, is that the kid that's missing? Right. And then they had to show another flashback of Will yeah. for us to see that his eyes were much buggier. Right. And even then she wasn't convinced, and then they referred to Eleven. They referred to her as a girl, and we were like, okay, that's enough. Right. We know now. Yeah,
1: God, how pissed were you? Okay, it's a little bit of a spoiler here if you haven't watched the first episode, but how lovely did they make that uh, restaurant owner seem before killing him? Just to clearly show how evil the people that work for the Department of Energy or whatever Ruthless. are. Ruthless are yeah. yeah you really were like okay they're super bad people well and especially since he kind of looked
0: gruff so maybe you were disinclined to trust him at first right but then he did all the right things with oh, this little girl
1: sold it so quick i remember thinking that too i was like this guy's either going to be a racist or a yeah, hero <laughs> i know I, well and i read an interesting thing about the actress who plays the plays 11 mm-hmm. she who is jen informed uh was in an episode of ncis i <laughs> just got oh. a In the continuing narrative that Jen watches (laughs) NZIS, She
0: would know know better than anybody. So she's had like an illustrious career for a preteen.
1: More than I have. That's so true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I guess she was like really nervous about having to shave most of her hair off for the part naturally. And so to make her feel better about it, the the guys who run the show, I forget what their names are. Something Brothers. Yeah. Something Brothers. The brothers showed her uh, a clip of Charlize Theron in Mad Max. To show, her oh. how, show her how cool she looks in that, yeah. and that kind of sold the deal. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was a new That's story. That's cool. Yeah. she,
1: yeah, she still looks like a girl. Like it does. She doesn't look that weird with a shaved head, actually. No, she looks fine.
0: Well, she's like she's a very like pretty little girl, but yeah, it's, it's very creepy. She's very creepy. All the kids are creepy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the kids agree the the toothless kid <laughs> he Ooh, reminds me was, of a friend of mine I though. That was hilarious. He
0: looks and just behaves like a friend of mine yeah. and so my heart went out to him. Yeah,
1: and when he tried to give uh what, what is the main character kid's name? I don't know. Sam or, I don't know. I don't think it's Sam. Anyway, I found that the interaction between he, him and the sister so funny when he tried to give the sister the one last slice of pizza, <laughs> yeah. and then she's like, "Get out of here!" and shuts yeah. the door. And she's like, "There's something wrong with your sister." <laughs> I don't. I don't recognize a lot of people from the show. No, except for Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. How did, how did that happen? I don't know, but it's kind of like. Where's she been? Where I don't know. I don't know if she did much after like, what was like Mr. Deeds, the last movie she was in?
0: Jeez, I Was that
1: really the last thing that she did? Couldn't
0: be. But that is a reason to disappear for a while. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: That's... She's good in it. Like she's like, she's really. Oh yeah. Really
0: depressing in it. In the she second like, episode, she really like, goes off her, her next, rocker.
1: Next time the Emmys come out, she might just be in it. Well, because the show is so exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I'm I'm hooked. And, and then
0: the sheriff guy, he's been in some things. Matthew Modine yeah yeah
1: yeah i i thought he was great in it
0: he was in the newsroom a little bit okay yeah he's he's definitely like playing a part
1: and again you know he's going to be the hero like he's yeah. kind of a likable like oaf who's a little funny and a little dry but well, his and daughter died and he's like
0: gruff and he's like might not be a very nice guy but clearly he does have a good heart underneath right right
1: yeah, yeah a bit of a type Anything else surprising in that episode? So basically, the episode starts out with a clear, like, scientist running through a hallway away from something. Ends up being what we think might be an alien. Then they spend a little bit of time making sure you're clear that it's the 80s. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yeah, definitely. We're going to have a a Dungeons and Dragons game where everyone's, uh, all these kids' t shirts are going to allude to, like, a really uh, early 80s. Uh, period.
0: I read something today on Reddit about how people who lived during that time, specifically people who were exactly that age during that time, who by the way, when, when a Ryder was exactly the age of the kids in oh, 1983. Wow. They are really impressed with the show's ability to make it feel like that era without having to like bring in really obvious stuff to set right. the tone. Like They don't have to be talking about the jerk with Steve Martin like Freaks and Geeks sure, does yeah. to remind you that it's the 80s. Right. They seem to just kind of pull it off anyway yeah
1: and the synthy music i loved yeah that was really cool the score i think is awesome
0: well they're gonna they're gonna release the soundtrack now i don't know if that means they're gonna release the uh, like a compilation of the
1: songs that they used from Mm. the era or if they're gonna use the score probably the score because it was so legit it kind of reminded me of drive i didn't like drive no but did did you like do you remember the soundtrack how it kind of had a vintage like synthy i guess so soundtrack I mean I, I only sh- saw it once but
0: I'm sure Drive is is a good movie in some kind of art house way but it just seems so gratuitously violent right and and pointless to me Yeah if it wasn't clear enough that it was 1983 they did play Africa by Toto while they were making yeah. out Yeah
1: <laughs> And also like I don't know the vibe we're supposed to get from that boyfriend is he supposed to be rapey is he going to I don't know what rapey I I mean he's I don't think you're supposed to like
0: him he's supposed to be like right like every kind of sharp looking James Spader in the
1: 80s type right but I didn't I don't know like I didn't think he was that sharp looking and and then he kind of kept being like come on babe we're just gonna like make out for a little bit but then he would show restraint and start helping her study yeah and i'm like i don't think he really crossed the line enough yet for me to hate him no he didn't cross the line enough and she consents to to
0: taking off her top with him in the second episode oh like, shit. Like she, she is just as much of an enabler wow of his boner
1: <laughs> boner enabler
0: she's a bonabler whoa oh on the subject of winona Ryder, interestingly just on friday it was announced that the beetlejuice sequel is scrapped right we talked about a lot of that's probably
1: good like
0: i think so except for that like isn't it so like our world to practically form an angry mob with torches and pitchforks when they have a a a remake of ghostbusters yeah but when they cancel the beetlejuice sequel which is just another 80s horror comedy spoof yeah everyone gets sad and if it had come out people would have hated
1: it like you can't satisfy people and i don't i don't know why beetlejuice is so beloved i don't really get it either i it's not for like i remember watching the cartoon and stuff as a kid and then i saw the movie and i was kind of thinking like i don't know who i'm supposed to be rooting for in this (laughs) beetlejuice is kind of evil the parents are dead i was more of a new adams family kind of kid the new adams family show yeah oh god that was so weird oh it was
0: so bad yeah
1: i don't remember it enough specifically but yeah kind of funny though I, i think so I think probably so. Yeah, when Nona Rider returns the form, is there any other known actors in the show? Not really that I Matthew could Mody? not
0: really that I could point out. No,
1: again, right. like this this is not uncommon for for a Netflix series.
0: Though no. they uh, most of their shows. I mean, Kevin Spacey, Robin Wright aside, like Orange is the New Black had almost nobody recognizable in it. Right, just Jason Biggs, Jason Biggs, Laura Prepon, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if they're they're making these shows for very little money. And they just kind of luck out that they're, they're big yeah. hits. Yeah, I
1: would love to know what Netflix pays a show like Stranger Things.
0: No, I don't know if their money is determined based on the ratings of their show because Netflix so famously doesn't release ratings, right? Mm.
1: What do you think of that? Is that right? They don't release how many people watch.
0: Yeah, they won't, they won't agree to like share data with other networks or the public.
1: That's interesting. I don't know. I was gonna say. I think at one point they'll be like, we're clearly so much bigger than everything else that we feel okay releasing it.
0: Well, and I feel like they can they make enough money that they can continue to fund the small number of projects that they have, whether or not they're huge hits or right. or not. I, I right? don't think
1: anyone's uh, prevented from buying into Netflix because they don't release ratings. No. So I, I think you, I think at this point they're probably safer to not release ratings. It's
0: definitely cool. Yeah, it's definitely a power move power move. Yeah, sure. And like a couple of their shows have been like really big We've talked at nauseam about Orange is the new black and house of cards But then they have all these other little floater shows Mm -hmm. that like a handful of people watch Yeah, and they have this great cult following but Becky made a really good point last night Which is that Netflix whether they release the ratings or not have direct access to the ratings and therefore have the best Focus data in the history of television. Oh, they can create stuff That is exactly what certain groups and demographics are looking for just by looking at who's watching what. 100%.
1: Network TV has never been able to service the public like Netflix can. No way. Because Netflix can also acquire shows from the networks. Hmm. to put on that's so true based on what they see is doing well
0: and there's just like there's something about it where there seems to be a cool factor to most of their stuff like it's where the the good comedians like the really like a-list top-notch classy ones do their specials
1: yeah but also there's a lot of like d-list comedians that'll get netflix that's a good point that's a good point you know that aren't necessarily like the louis cks or Z ansari's it's really
0: fucking good for their careers though yeah. Cuz Netflix is just they just pump that shit out there. Yeah. They just put it at the forefront. And if you're a comedian who's been working for a couple of decades and you get a show that's about you that Netflix is going to to back, nothing's better for your career.
1: Yeah. Definitely not.
0: I mean, look at uh Marie um I'm not good with things tonight, apparently. Maria Bamford? Yeah, Maria Bamford. That her new show is just like every single thing I click on, her thumbnail is in the if you like this, you'll also like
1: this. Yeah, uh, but
0: I saw the re- the reviews on it aren't
1: that great are they it might not matter i didn't even start watching it, and i'm sure i'd find it really funny
0: the reviews aren't good on chelsea either i mean i happen to like that right, you but like they're still proud to say this is our talk show and we're yeah. gonna shove it in your face right so that's like the official netflix talk show well isn't it chelsea? it's the only one they have yeah I guess. and so. she was
1: like kind of a big deal in talk shows yeah what didn't she famously like date 50 an exec? cent oh maybe but also like i think like the exec of warner brothers or something it wouldn't surprise me yeah She'd probably openly talk about that too. Yeah. I gotta try watching that show then. Not a huge fan of Chelsea Handler. Oh, I, I never so have far. been
0: either, which is which is why I find it so interesting that I, I'm compelled by her show. Okay. I'll I, check I kinda it, like it in spite of her, which is odd because it's so her centric. Right. She's a little bit softer, I think, than she's otherwise known. Sometimes you're just kinda like, okay, stop playing your fucking character. Like right. she has like a couple of factors that she leans on too heavily, like some morning radio people do. Sure. Like oh, I really like to drink and I'm never going to have kids and right. I'm not afraid to talk about sex. Like, they're they're a little bit cliched.
1: Right. Uh, but I always found it really funny when she would talk to people like Justin Bieber. Because she's kind of, like, mocks them a little bit. Yeah, she kind them. of mocks. She's a little bit crass and, like, also is kind of like, okay, easy there, tyke. Like, I'm kind of your mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She
0: doesn't really do that, and it might just be because she only, she clears everybody who comes on. Like, I don't think Bieber would come on her show. No. Because I don't yeah. think she'd want them there. So she just seems to kind of like everybody who's there. Oh, cool. But she she like spars with them a little bit. Right.
1: So who are the type of people that she's had on that have been really Well,
0: good? this kind of negates what I just said, but a lot of them are the stars of other Netflix shows. Okay. So it won't, it won't surprise me if, if somebody from Stranger Things ends up on, like if Winona Ryder doesn't. Sure. She might be on Chelsea this week for crying out loud.
1: Wow. Netflix is just starting their own. And I guess they already have started their own empire, but.
0: Yep. Gone that's... are the days where they mailed DVDs to people.
1: Right, I can't believe that was a thing for a while.
0: Yeah, that is they—they they really are the Robert Downey Jr. of companies. Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, they started a long time ago and then they got huge later on. Well, and, and they were almost died. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were found on another person's couch. Yeah, and then started talking about it openly, sought help, and are bigger than ever. Charge nine ninety nine a month and are at
0: the top of the game. Yeah, and seem cool and like they know what they're yeah, doing.
1: Definitely. Although, what's Robert Downey Jr.'s next move? Outside of... uh, Like Tony Stark and Sherlock
0: Holmes kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, not even Sherlock Holmes, because I don't consider that really like a...
0: But it's a franchise that he's connected to, and I think he's doing another one. Really? Yeah, that's what he... He said on some interview I heard recently. What? I don't know. I mean, like he made that movie, The Judge, which was just okay. Mm, but like right. I know, I know it was a passion project of his. Sure. Like this is this is the glorious thing about if you're Robert Downey Jr. Now you can, yeah. You can cash in with Tony Stark, which are probably fun to do, but easy to do. Yep. And um,
1: you can make a movie here and there. You can hang out with your kids. You can go to Italy. Did you ever see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? That is a cool movie. That's like the that's the movie that got him back into being a movie star. I think. I think you're right. He was kind of like snarky in it he was post tony starkey in it yeah he said a lot of malarkey in it that's right can you uh, go again uh, uh, if there was a jaws movie he'd get sharky with it <laughs> yeah sort of like that yeah i don't think there were any sharks in that movie <laughs> um but anyways that was a good movie that should go on netflix if it's not there already tied it back in yes you did yeah. yes you
0: did Robert danny jr is the star of my favorite christmas special of all time which is something that you've never heard of called Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. Okay. Um, I'm, me and my brother are the only people who have ever heard of it, but it stars Robert Downey Jr., uh, Leslie Nielsen, Stalker Channing, and Kermit the Frog. What? It's about this like rich man who loves Christmas so much, and he's throwing a Christmas party. So he sends for his his people to go get him uh, the perfect Christmas tree. Oh, from is the this forest.
1: the is this the one with the Fraggles are in it too? The, uh, fraggles, the fraggles are like in the basement.
0: No, no, that's uh, a Muppet Family Christmas. Right, I love that one. I do love that one too. Yeah, um, and I love the Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: Yeah, my sister really likes Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm more of a Muppet family Christmas kind of. I understand. Day. I understand.
0: This uh, This one, I mean, I'm not even sure you could find it on YouTube. But so the lumberjacks go, they get Mr. Willoughby a Christmas tree, and he brings it in, into his house, and it's just a little bit too tall for his ceiling. Okay. And so they lop a little bit off the top, and they, they take the top piece up to the maid upstairs so she can have a Christmas tree. And it's a little bit too tall for her ceiling. And so she lops a little bit off, and she throws it out the window, and the bears come by, and they're having Christmas, and so the bears take it, but it's a little bit too tall for their cave, and they it's just like a very storybook kind of sure. thing in a half an hour, and I don't know. I just, I love it. And it's, it's, it's from the days when Robert Downey Jr. was, like, he definitely doesn't remember a day of filming <laughs> Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. He was wow. so high out of his gourd, but it's something that's important to me. But he acted through it. He did. What a champ. And he sings through it, too. Really? Well, he's a great singer. Yeah. He has an album. It's called The Futurist, and he's got oh, like this. Yeah. he he's weird got like. Style yeah, it's like it, it's it's all like standardy, but he wrote the songs, and he's got this kind of Sting quality to his voice.
1: Right. Yeah. He totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It makes it seem like he's listened to Sting every day of his life.
0: Like it's he's like he's almost to the point that I think he might.
1: Did he like duet with Sting at one point? Yep. Okay. Definitely did. Yeah. I would like to see that again. Was that on like Spectacle with El- Elvis Costello or something? I don't know, but I forgot
0: about that show.
1: What a great show, eh? Yeah, that was interesting. I only remembered it because I was listening to this podcast by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. And the whole episode is about this Elvis Costello song that was basically unlistenable. And he bought the album because he was a huge Elvis Costello fan. And then, like, years and years and years later... Elvis Costello did like a remake of that song mm-hmm. or one of the songs on the album that he was like, it's unlistenable, Okay. But then he grew to love it. Okay. The whole thing is kind of about creativity and how the right thing has to happen at the right time. And like, what are the odds that he ends up remaking this song? Malcolm Gladwell's like, I get that song stuck in my head every day.
0: Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So he kind of like goes in depth on that. And the, the big thing he's exploring in that episode Although the Elvis Costello narrative kind of runs through it. The big thing he's exploring is Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Okay. Leonard Cohen famously wrote like...
0: 80 verses. Like, yeah, 80 verses. Yes.
1: And then it didn't get famous until... Well, first the lead singer of The Velvet Underground changed it mm-hmm. and then jeff buckley covered it mm-hmm. and jeff buckley wasn't famous but he was house sitting at a place that had the version that like one girl in manhattan bought <laughs> That's really the way it's described like like no one really bought it well and katie lang contributed to the fame of that song and John yeah hailed
0: did, and rufus wainwright did yes and-,
1: of, of, and it like progressed and progressed and progressed so jeff buckley was house sitting in manhattan he found this record that this girl had listened to hallelujah on it who that was already covered covering leonard cohen's version okay by the lead singer of the velvet underground he records it doesn't become famous until he's like he, he goes missing no one knows what happened he went uh, fishing or the, the the Velvet Underground? No, Jeff Buckley.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, he did. He fell. He disappeared off the back of a boat. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: He was like fishing in a river and singing whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. Apparently. Really. And he just went missing forever. Wow. So that that kind of like propelled the song in the most tragic way. It's definitely made the song more uh, more haunting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then like at one point Leonard Cohen took it back. Like it was just a crazy lineage.
0: That song is. Really, it's too perfect. Yeah. When I hear that song, I go, Is there any part of this song that could use some work? Because, right. like, <laughs> there isn't. <Right. laughs> and, like, I would never put it on as a jam or whatever. It's objectively beautiful, but it's just, there's something about the perfectness of that song that has always irritated me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. I don't know what it is. And they use it in a lot of things, I think, because they know it's such oh a
0: perfect my God, song. God, I know. It yeah. gets
1: so overused. Yeah. But back to uh, what was I going to mention about podcasting? Yeah, there was a podcast, and when you were talking about the Fitbit and the Jawbone, and I recommended it to you earlier uh, in the week, right? Was the Tim Ferris report with Mike Berbiglia? Did you listen to that?
0: It's still in my queue. I have it okay. downloaded. Yeah,
1: it's funny because he has really bad sleep problems. Mike mm-hmm. Berbiglia does, and he mentions that he really likes his Fitbit because it tells him how much he's sleeping. Yes. And it also tells him if he's sleepwalking, but he sleeps like in a specialized like sleeping bag now because his sleepwalking was a hazard to his health. Like he literally almost walked out into traffic one time, I think. Yeah. Or I've heard
0: him tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big fan of his Fitbit. Well, that is one of the reasons that I want to get one of these little bracelets right. and not because I sleepwalk, but because I think it'll give me a better idea of how much rest I am getting. Definitely. Speaking of podcasts that you recommended to me, you, you told me to listen to the Joe Rogan episode with Russell Brand. Oh yeah. That was good.
1: That was very good. So I've,
0: I've listened to a couple of more Joe Rogan since then. Mm-hmm. I'm having the hardest time getting through Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, you know about this guy? No. Okay. This is the guy who who got banned from Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Like he got like forced off Twitter by Twitter because he kind of led the lynch mob against Leslie Jones, the, like the really racist. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: whoa. So what?
0: He's and he, Joe Rogan gave him the spotlight. Well, this is like a, I think it was like a week before that happened because okay. they don't talk about it at all, but he's, he's famously outspoken and controversial. Like he's, he's always saying shit. That- what, what brought him fame in the first place? He is like a, a tabloid journalist oh. and, and commenteer kind of guy. Right. But he, and he's like, he's got this strange pseudo conservatism in his philosophy He's gay, but he doesn't believe gay is real. He thinks it's chosen, but he's gay. Joe Rogan's really cool because he like he doesn't he doesn't fight with him. He kind of meets him where where Milo wants to be. Sure. Anyway, so I'm listening to this guy because I recognized his name from the Leslie Joan articles, and right. and I wanted to know, I guess, what makes a person like this tick i mean you shouldn't just listen to people who you agree with all the time you should listen to other people that's what makes you an individual absolutely um the other thing that's frustrating about listening to a guy who's so wrong about about shit is when he's not a hillbilly right you know what i mean like if he's a hillbilly all right, I get. Right, it. you dismiss him so quickly, yeah.
1: but he's kind of like a well-spoken person. Well, well
0: he's he's British and he's very posh. Oh,
1: wow. And
0: and he's very um, learned. Like he he's he's got a tremendous vocabulary and he right. he definitely has a foundation right. that he's speaking from. He's not just like saying shit to be controversial, I don't think. Right. But the stuff he says about feminism and about... Oh,
1: wow. So you're not having a hard time because it's boring or anything. You're having a hard time because you disagree so vehemently with some of the points that he's made.
0: Yeah, I can only listen to it for like 10, 20 minutes at a time. Right. And they're like three-hour episodes. Yeah, So I've listened to it a bu- in like huge increments, and I'm right. still only halfway through.
1: Yeah, he definitely talks to some. He talks to such a wide swath of people on that podcast. But not a lot of like really big names. Not necessarily, no. No. But he ta- He did an interview with Lance Armstrong, which I thought was super interesting. Like, that must have been a while ago. No, it was like within the last year. So oh. it was like after all the shit came through with Lance Armstrong. Do they cover that? Oh, it's like all they talk about. Oh, wow. It's all love, they talk about I through the entire I would love to thing. hear Lance like, make his case for that. Oh, it's Fantastic. And it's okay. a lot of him not making his case. Him being like, "Listen, I know people don't want to hear it, and I don't even want you like sympathizing or anything. Like, no, I don't I, want you." I,
0: I'm not saying I want to hear him make excuses, but right. I, I, I might, I might sympathize with him just because he's willing to own it. Sure, you know, yeah, because people can be assholes and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Although, also, some people can be narcissists and never actually get past the thing.
1: Yeah, he falls somewhere in between, I think, for sure.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I haven't listened to a whole lot of that show, the Joe Rogan show, but he's. He's he's very interesting and very open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other thing, Milo Yiannopoulos, he says a lot of stuff about Trudeau, about how oh, really? about how gay Trudeau is, and how if Trudeau wasn't prime minister, he'd definitely be at the clubs, and his wife would probably pick him up. Oh, wow. It was so he's obnoxious, just like
1: baiting the the popular country leader. I think so. Yeah.
0: I think well, and and because Trudeau's so so liberal. Sure. Uh, a fun story. Uh, Becky's older brother is a chef in oh. Kelowna, B.C. I did know He works notice. at a winery. Cool. Um, he's like in his early 30s, but he made dinner for the Trudeau's the other night. No. Yeah. Wow. Like he, he they came in. He fed the kids first. I guess the kids were like super well behaved and polite. Yeah. And then Justin and Sophie sat down and ate his food. Oh my and god. And they like compliment him in at the end and they shook what did his he hand. make? I guess scallops and a beet salad and I forget what else, shortcake or something. <laughs> have
1: you ever Have you ever eaten a beet salad? Yeah. I just ate one last night for the first time. I like beet salad. Now, the thing that I didn't know, I texted Jen about this because I was like, oh, my God, Jen, beets. Oh, it made your pee red. Did it make my pee red? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not
0: where you were going? So that's where... But you also noticed that your pee was red?
1: It, well, I didn't know if it was my pee or... So I was, I you know, I had an, a bit of an evacuation. Yeah. And I looked down. And I was like, oh, my God, Is the gluten-free diet... Ca-
0: Making, oh, right. making you bloody. Yeah.
1: Right. No, that was beets. Do like, I also have Crohn's disease? Last night, well, honestly, yeah. I, I thought, do I have ulcerative colitis or something? Like, uh, what? am I bleeding? No. And then I thought, oh, wait. That is 100% beets, hopefully. It
0: made your pee yellow or red.
1: Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that it made it that red.
0: Yeah. I had I had beets three nights ago and it did it within like six hours. I had super, very good Super, super red. Oh, yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It's bizarre. And like, it usually, and like if that, I would have
1: seen that, like standing up, i Might have i think out. i would have freaked out oh oh geez don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> nothing to worry about no, nothing to worry about oh i would have thought someone punched me in the kidneys really hard or something but like. i noticed it the other night
0: and for like half a second because i i know but you're for like, like oh, half oh, a second, right, okay. i was like what the fuck oh wait a second yeah <laughs> it wasn't even enough for Jeez. my heart to start racing but
1: oh god <laughs> this has been the health moment the sweets and Slaney. Back on Stranger
0: Things, before we shift to the the next Netflix show, Great. the kids in it, I really gotta, really was taken back to what it's like to have an imagination as a child. Like I had a pretty active imagination right. I as I was a kid, and with my brother and the the two guys who lived across the street, like we went wild with imagination.
1: Oh really? Oh yeah, we were really good.
0: We were we were we were
1: really something. We were really good at like Demogorgons kicking around. I, I don't know what that means, but that was the uh, dragon that they were talking <laughs> about. Like, the demogorgons out. Well, we didn't play D anD D, although I play it now with another. I group was gonna of say I, I thought as soon as you saw that kind of like two minute endpoint, that you'd be on board with these kids because they were playing. D&D.
0: Well, everything they were saying, Becky and I were just losing it because like, okay. but they were taking it so much more seriously than right. we do. Like they were right in character and like really. Really dramatic about it. But then also they have an interest in CB radio and like me and and two of my buddies when I was 13, we like saved up and bought a one watch radio transmitter and antenna. Right. Like we, we used to do like little radio shows from, from their parents' attics. So
1: like, oh wow, that's cool. You didn't know that? No, I don't think so. Oh
0: yeah, that's 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 uh, the prologue in my story as a radio person. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We um we had a little. We sold slushies on the side of the road. We saved up. It was like it was like almost twelve hundred dollars, I think, for what? a one watt radio transmitter. And, How old were you guys? Uh, like thirteen.
1: Wow. Yeah. You just, you- combined saved twelve hundred dollars
0: yeah like birthday money and like yeah. probably mowed some lawns and stuff like we were like really excited that's about it. amazing we really wanted to do this and we also you also have to buy an antenna yeah. which will like extend the strength of your transmitter from like your property to a couple of blocks like we could maybe cover like a small chunk of Montebello right and we did little one hour radio shows three nights a week for almost three years whoa yeah
1: that's crazy yeah so, what do the other two guys do now? Uh, Michael's a cop. All oh, right. And Jason. So, he still gets to use some radios sometimes. That's true. Yep. In, in Certainly in
0: ways that are more meaningful than mine. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, no, that's not true. Well, I. Uh, you
1: tell people when there's accidents. I guess so. And what so, the weather yeah. is.
0: And what the weather is. <laughs> I'm just there's joking. no other way to tell what the weather is. <laughs> and uh, Jason is in uh, property management. So, oh, okay. he doesn't use radios at all, I don't sure. think. Sure. But we also, we have. He could use advertising. De- definitely. We, we had top-of-the-line two-way radio walkie-talkies Whoa. that would go, like, a few miles. Like How'd We, we played some hardcore cops and robbers. Like, it just seemed like a lot, of, a lot of the stuff those kids were doing, we would have done certainly if we grew up in 1983. Right. And we did some of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I identified with those kids, and I was, I was like, oh, this, these kids are definitely being presented with an accurate representation of childlike
1: imagination. Right. And I just, like, at that age memorized Chappelle show. And that's something played hockey and basketball. Yeah, that's most kids though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was saying the other day that my references haven't changed too much <laughs> from since I was in junior high. Yeah. Like I've still, I still have the go-to like Billy Madison and happy Gilmore and Chappelle show quotes that I will quickly respond with.
0: He had a moment. I defy anybody to say that Adam Sandler's never made a good movie.
1: Oh my God. He's got, he's got some greats for sure.
0: Some classics. He just knows now what can get him a paycheck. Sure. And, and
1: he, he can make movies with eight of his friends. And, and he's at that. I don't peace think he really that.
0: gives a shit. I, yeah. I don't, I don't really disrespect it.
1: No, he, his, career formerly gives him enough cred, in my opinion to just do whatever he wants
0: well and everybody speaks so highly of him like i've heard it said that he is literally the nicest guy in yeah, show business totally so that's cool with me the nicest guy. <laughs> the hey the other one uh that we got to talk about this evening is another netflix show but we're not checking anything off our list of the greatest series of all time tonight
1: no this is basically a uh episodes people are talking about that we've Have to finally check out. Bloodline's been on it for a while.
0: Yeah, Bloodline is the show. Yeah. This is, by the way, this is episode 10 of the show show, so maybe we do a show like this every 10 episodes or something. Great. Bloodline is a show that my parents got into last year. It it just finished its, or it just uh, released its second season. Mm -hmm. You watch that in whatever
1: pace you like. What did you think of the pilot? Okay, so my big thing with Bloodline was. Every time Netflix needs to change the overall like synopsis for the show, what does it say? I think it says it's basically the plot of Arrested Development. (laughs) It's like it's like a brother and a a brother and his estranged family get back together and like drama ensues, (laughs) and that was it. I didn't realize how how much like drug dealing and like law breaking and crime there was throughout it that's well, it, what that's what binds it all together it's
0: unclear how much crime there is all throughout it though isn't there like well and, and you're it's right clear exactly how straight edge the rest of the family is compared to danny right yeah danny is the that's ben Mendelssohn. he's the obvious right outcast of the family yeah like obviously he's got a shady uh, side story background right but it seems like kyle chandler might not be the the straightest arrow himself well that's exactly right
1: and and same with the lawyer is uh, that the third brother no meg the sister Oh, okay. And the yeah, one yeah. who was in Freaks and Geeks. Speaking of Freaks and Geeks, Linda Cardellini, Geeks, yeah, Cardellini. She like because the witness ends up saying, "No, it was your sister's idea to like perjure the case." I guess I don't know. I guess like basically, I don't know if I followed everything.
0: No. I just, I just know that like I think the term "black sheep" is a better term than
1: estranged for Danny. Well, okay, no, that's actually the term they use is black sheep. Oh, okay. Which I I still was like, okay, black sheep of the family. That's, I'm still not in to why that show would be cool. Like just on right. reading it. But when I watched it, it became immediately. Clear.
0: Well, and there's something like weirdly stringent about this family. Like when, when Danny was like, why can't my girlfriend sit at the same table as the family? She's my girlfriend. And they're all like, you can't do that. Like it has to be family. Oh, I missed it, that part. Oh, really? Reason. Yeah, that yeah. was it, that was when you first kind of sympathize with Danny, and you're like, wait a second, maybe he's maybe he's things? not really clear with yeah. these people for a fair reason. Like yeah. may, maybe maybe the reason he doesn't fit in with them is not totally his fault. Maybe right. they're weird, um, and they definitely are.
1: Yeah, and the the son was just like such a dick. But then you kind of wonder if he's gonna show some what son, Danny's son. Did you watch the first episode? Yeah. Okay. Isn't Are he? We the, talking about the same show? The dude with the piercing.
0: What? I wonder if we didn't watch the same episode.
1: No, we definitely did. I um, mean,
0: what I watched was definitely a pilot. It felt like a pilot.
1: Yes, I definitely watched the pilot too. I think. What? Okay. What, did it the...
0: open? Did the first time you see Linda Cardellini, is she having an orgasm? No. Oh, you didn't watch the pilot.
1: What? <laughs> 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 uh. What? Happened? What happened? what happened? Did I watch season two, episode May- one? Maybe. Was someone on my Netflix account watching another? Bl- like, did I come in at the complete wrong period? Did you
0: not find it weird that, like, he was already back with the family? Because, like, in the pilot episode, he comes back and rejoins the family at a big family get together, and he's like, hey, I think I'm going to stay for a while. So he wasn't running for, like, sheriff i don't at know what you're fucking talking about oh my god <laughs>
1: god no it was still it seemed like it just took off and started running and i uh... thought at some points, is this a little <laughs> bit complicated for me to follow no because the first episode is like
0: it sets it up pretty smoothly
1: oh i'm a fucking idiot no that's okay i i, I honestly like i'd never watched bloodline someone else on jen's account must have watched an episode
0: oh my god there's this whole there's Or a this season whole, there's this whole thing In the first episode that they keep Flashing to that I don't necessarily want to say I mean it's not no I can't say it because Like they, they they allude very Very blatantly in the very First episode to where this show is going Right like they they're they say by The way eventually we're going to catch up To this point and it's all, gonna, oh, all the shit's gonna God hit the fan.
1: Damn it! <laughs> I'm so upset. Oh well. I, I'm still on board with the show at the episode that I watched. Like it seemed like it could have started there. That's cool. That's a bit of a testament to the show. Yeah, I think so too. I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna stick with this. But you
0: gotta go back and you gotta go watch the the pilot episode because like it really sets a, a bit of a vibrance that um, I didn't necessarily anticipate. Like I didn't know it was set in the Florida Keys. Yeah. which is
1: where my family vacations every year. All right. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Uh, well, I guess I can't really speak to any of it besides, <laughs> like, at some point, it, it's, it remains cool. Well, I, I, let's see if I can
0: just, like, draw from a couple of things in my notes that won't, that won't necessarily be contingent on plot lines. I, I did make a note of how it always kind of irritates me when a tough guy character takes a bump of cocaine on television or in a movie and right. acts the same. Right. <laughs> it always drives me crazy. They're like, cocaine, and then he continues being like serious right and somber was that
1: a real estate agent guy
0: no it was danny in in the pilot episode he takes a little cocaine and then he just keeps being kind of stern yeah
1: danny was not in this episode a whole lot to the point that i thought it was just like oh you only see a little bit of danny no wonder you weren't sure exactly who danny was (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm so upset with myself well well, i mean what did you like about the episode i
0: I just thought it was again like i don't like i don't like television that doesn't give me any laughs and right. there are no laughs. No. But there was just something about the vibrance of it and the pace of it. And again, they do these weird little flash forwards, these little okay. like two-second flash forwards where you're like, wait, where's this show going? That, that make you really want to know where's cool. this show going.
1: Maybe Jen's been watching this in secret.
0: Does she share her password with anybody?
1: Yes, she does with multiple family members. Well,
0: you know, the Netflix people are okay with that. They they've come out and they've said, yeah, you can give your password to as many people as you like. That's awesome. It's just really frustrating when you're the one who pays for the account and you try to watch something and it says there are too many people watching your Netflix right now.
1: Right. There has to be a lot of people, I think, for that to happen.
0: It depends on how much you pay. Like, uh, if you pay the base amount, I think you can have two screens going simultaneously. If you pay the second grade, you can get four. Right. And then the like the $15 a month
1: subscription is like eight screens or something. Hmm. Yeah, Jen's really taking one for the team there because there's like her aunt and her uncle and her brother and her dad it's just so goddamn affordable i think i mean yeah. i've
0: never had cable ever since i lived with you right it's just yeah never... and we
1: still have cable and honestly we barely watch it. I, the only time i watch cable is really for sports sports yeah
0: Well, and and Twitter announced last week that they're going to start streaming NHL hockey games next year.
1: Oh, because I knew they were doing NFL. They're
0: doing NFL, and they're going to start doing baseball games, too. Wow. So, I mean, Twitter staying in there. Isn't that weird that Twitter is like kind of the first to, to pull that off? It's smart of them. I don't know uh, exactly how limited it is. Like, I don't know if you'll be able to see the Leafs games necessarily.
1: Yeah, I know for football, I think it's just Thursday night games. Yeah. um, That they're able to stream. But still, it's a start. As soon as Netflix gets,
0: or somebody, Mm -hmm. gets NFL football, it is over for cable. That's the beginning of the end.
1: Yeah, you're right. If like a Sunday ticket style package where you can watch any game on Netflix happens, you're right. I think so. Totally the beginning and the end. Well, and like maybe
0: our parents will always have cable to an extent the same way our grandparents still have their VCRs plugged in. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they think that they're probably still going to need it's them. It's just
1: an extra clock. Yeah.
0: But I, I don't see myself ever paying for cable. And I'm even becoming a bit of a sports fan. Nice. A sports nut. You Your right calves. Side. My calves, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they haven't done anything since they won the since championship. they won.
1: <laughs> but, never know. What do you think about Halifax Icon video difference shutting down? Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, I, 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 I think that too. But, like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is so terrible. I'm like, well, when was the last time you rented a movie Are people really there? protesting the, the y- closing of video difference? I don't know. I It seems like might be more of a nostalgia thing for them. But also, they're like, oh, this really sucks. I'm like, well, then... Go there all the time then. Stop downloading no one, movies for free. Yeah, no one yeah. has any reason to go there. You wouldn't download a car, would you? No. <laughs> Actually, I totally forgot about Video Difference until I saw that article. know I was kind of like, "It's that was still open? Well, that was my reaction
0: too. Like basically, yeah. bravo for sticking it out this way. Yeah, long. yeah, you know, it's, totally. it's not. It's not quite as sad when like a chain of blockbusters goes under. But these guys hung right. on for a while. And part oh, of the reason is that you could rent... Like anything, there you could rent stuff that you can't find a torrent for. There. That's the that is the cool thing. And uh, three levels, and they're always really nice in there. It was just kind of a fun oh, yeah, experience. They were super to, helpful. they to were all walk around and yeah. So it's it's the end of an era. I agree, but we all saw it coming. Yeah, I, I rented a movie maybe a year ago from Video Difference. Oh, did you? I'm what? really sure why. I think. I think Becky and I were just in there, and we we're like, "Oh, do you want to get this? Yeah, I've, I've seen this. You haven't seen this. Oh, let's rent it tonight." And it right. sat on my counter. the 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 return expired like two months before I turned it back in. Right. And then I decided then I could never go to Video Difference again. What movie was it? Ah, uh, it was The American President with Michael Douglas. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> bit of a deep dive that's sorkin
1: sure oh right so he also played wait who was it that played the president in the west wing martin sheen martin sheen but it was also it was all filmed on the same set oh no american president came
0: first it was the same oval office set right cool yeah somebody asked uh sorkin in his ama last week how would he feel about like some other showrunner rebooting the west wing right and sorkin said well i don't want anyone else doing it but like I won't say that I'll never do it, which is kind of Booing exciting. In the West Wing. Yeah, which is kind wow. of exciting. And then he refers to an episode kind of later in the series where, where President Bartlett tells Rob Lowe's character, Sam, you're going to be president one day. And everyone was like, ooh, I super want to see that show now. Wow. So that would be kind of cool. Because Rob Lowe never sticks with something for very long. Right. I'm not sure if he's on a show right now or not.
1: He was on the Grinder, but the Grinder got canceled.
0: But I think he just got added to something. Oh really? Yeah, he's always working on television. A comedy or? Oh, you know what it is? He doesn't have a new show. He's the guest of honor at the next Comedy Central roast. Oh, great. Which gets taped, I think, next week and released next month.
1: I wonder who will be on that.
0: David Spade is the roast master. Okay. That's all I know. But it's it's generally more funny when it's when it's somebody who's like a little bit who's got a cool factor to right. them. And like, David
1: Spade must know Rob Love because normally it would be like Jeffrey Ross.
0: Well, Jeffrey Ross is always on the dais. I don't know if he's usually the roast master. Don't they call him
1: the Roastmaster General?
0: Yeah, maybe, but he's not usually the Roastmaster. Oh, okay. Like, I'm trying to, like, Kevin Hart was Justin Bieber's Roastmaster. Oh, gotcha. Seth Rogen was James Franco's Roastmaster. Right. Seth MacFarlane was Charlie Sheen's Roastmaster. I think he was also Donald Trump's Roastmaster. Right. Speaking of things on Netflix, The Art of the Deal, the movie, is on Netflix as of oh, this week.
1: Oh, God, I did not know that was a movie. It's, but it was smart of them to put that on.
0: Starring Johnny Depp. It's the funnier Die movie where, it's a feature movie where Johnny, what? where Johnny Depp plays Donald Trump. No. It's like, yeah, it's like 65 minutes long. Really? Did yeah. you watch it? I've never seen it, no
1: oh, I want to watch, it's a funny or die movie. Yeah,
0: they they made a whole movie. They just like called up Johnny Depp and they're like, do you want to play Donald Trump in a feature? And he was like,
1: hmm. Sure. (laughs) Not no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah wow that's incredible i i'm gonna have to check that out immediately
0: yeah it's on it's on netflix since we're doing a, a netflix focused episode i'm trying to think of like there's anything I, i've got here that yeah I, I just wrote the words slow burn my dad said uh, that the best description he's heard of bloodline and he's somebody who watches it he says the best term i've heard for it is that it's a slow burn sure and yeah. i tried to get a feeling for what that meant just like based on the pilot and it was hard to tell because, I mean, they have to—they have a lot to do in the pilot. Right. They have a lot to set up. Um, so it didn't necessarily feel like it was slow moving. I don't know if slow burn means slow moving because mm-hmm. you don't want to run the risk of, like, losing the patience of your audience. Right. But I think just over time, more and more stuff becomes clear. Right. And you suddenly get more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. With what you know. Cool. What what else did you read the on? new
1: uh, Harry Potter yet?
0: I'm very angry about this. Uh-oh. <sighs> It's, it's, it's such a, it's, I'm, I'm actually like really kind of irate about this whole situation. Oh, have you not got it yet? No, I've not gotten it yet. And we're taping on Tuesday. This is going to come out in 24 hours. Yeah. The thing was released on Sunday and I was a chump enough to pre-order it. Right. As if that meant it was going to arrive on a Sunday. I knew it was coming out on the 31st, so maybe I should have known not to order it on a Sunday. But at the very least, it could have, it could have shown up the next day or something. And I checked my email today at like noon and... I had got a memo saying, "Oh, yay, your book has shipped. You'll get it Thursday." As if I'm supposed oh, no. to celebrate that you're, you're I, just sending it out. I'm I'm like of the really like excited fans who are really looking forward to it. I'll be last to read it. Right. And that's that's really not what pre-ordering is. No. And you know, it the the whole the whole premise of of offering pre-orders for a book like this is a a very tacit exploitation of of a previous fundamental of the Harry Potter experience, which was pre-order your book. You you might not be able to get one in stores. That's how popular these books are. Well, we've passed that era. Yeah. And also, people don't read anymore. Yeah. And... (laughs) When I went to the store on Sunday to see if they had sold out, which I knew they wouldn't have, they had stacks on stacks on stacks <laughs> of this book. They had th- they had towers of this book right. with forty percent stickers off on it, which means forty percent off. Forty percent off. Oh, which you means, should have just
1: bought it there. Which means I
0: didn't save a penny. No, but I paid for it like two months you ago when I pre-ordered it. it as a hardcore fan. Right. So it's I, it's really quite bullshit. I don't like feeling uh, left out.
1: They stuck it to you on that one.
0: But. I'm not alone. There was an article I read today that just kind of compiled a bunch of the angriest tweets at Amazon. Really? So many people. Oh,
1: are, so this is a common, like, people Well, a lot of people got, got
0: kind of happened. duped like I did.
1: Bring the drones to drop off this new Harry Potter book.
0: Yeah. Well, and and just, like, why did you, why did you mislead us? Like, why are you using the fucking term pre-order? Yeah. I mean, I guess we did pre-order it it doesn't
1: still ordered before anyone else i'm not expecting to
0: get it before the book's release. sure you know i like, just
1: want to get it at least like within... i don't i don't
0: want to get it five days later no you know because no, i never would have bought it from you if right. i wasn't going to save any money and i'd have to wait an extra five days yeah that's ridiculous mm-hmm. as somebody who likes bookstores and doesn't want to see them go away even though chapters is a big box i would have bought it there
1: yeah <laughs> you know yeah definitely what small box bookstores do you, do you go to the bookmark at all yeah, I mean, I really like that store. Yeah, my um, sister worked there for a while. She loves it. It's
0: it's a it's a really cool store. I always go in if I'm walking by. I don't yeah. remember the last time I bought something there. Right.
1: We don't. I have... was honestly just trying to pacify you a little bit about the whole pre order issue because you're getting... <laughs> you started getting so angry. I'm really riled up about it. <laughs> I know. I rarely it's, see you get this. Idea. It's also
0: like I am a grown man, and it's a children's book, and it's just five days. But it's the principle. Like I I just feel misled. Sure. Uh. All right. Well, we can't get too in depth <laughs> on Bloodline. <laughs> I know we've touched base though. That's important.
1: uh, Yeah. It's a good show. We'll we'll watch it. We'll recommend it. Same with stranger things.
0: Yeah. What do you want to tackle next week? That's Anything a great you want, question. You want to cover in particular? Should get
1: back to something classic. Uh, yeah, I guess we should do a classic. Well, we haven't done a, a tribute for
0: uh, the late great Gary Marshall. You're right, we should been do a while, Gary though.
1: Marshall episode.
0: Okay, well, we could we could do that. I'm not sure how many of his shows are on the top 100. I'm sure Happy Days is Happy Days is
1: definitely there. What do we think? Maybe Mork and Mindy might be on it. Is that a show of his? I guess it yeah, is. Yeah, I think Joni loves Chachi. That can't be on the top 100. Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I just. I calls the Gary Marshall shows like I hears them. John
0: Oliver had such a good Scott Bayo joke when he was covering the, he was talking about the, Right. I mean I guess he was talking about the RNC mm-hmm. I think it was his episode where he talked about the DNC but he went back to talk about Republicans plenty because there's it's a richer area sure. in someone for someone who does what John Oliver does but he, he was talking about how the celebrity status of the RNC was so much flimsier and then he showed a picture of scott Bayo and he said the kind of stars whose most exciting upcoming appearance is the in memoriam reel at the emmys <laughs> it was just really and he got like a ooh, oh,
1: yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty brutal
0: But like turned a corner in the presidential election in my perspective of it where i've like really stopped being amused mm-hmm. I, I think i think my dad kind of did it to me like, yeah, like I, I went over to his house and he was watching either john oliver or Stephen Colbert, somebody was satirizing the election. I just kind of flippantly said, oh, he's not gonna win. And then my dad was like, don't be so sure. And then suddenly it was was the first time it was like actually real. And I was like, holy fuck.
1: And now I don't look at it the same. The fact that there's even a portion of the nation rallying behind this to the point that he's representing the other half of the presidential race is insane. And what's really
0: disturbing is the idea of all these people Who are mad that Bernie didn't Mm -hmm. win, threatening to vote for Trump. Now I don't think many of them are going to. No, but they say they will. You know, The anyone but Hillary philosophy. Right, that doesn't make sense. It's like it's like Seth Meyers said, "We don't have time for this." Right have your Have your little fit somewhere else. Yeah,
1: that's really funny. I I I honestly think she's one of the most qualified people in the world to be running that country.
0: She's technically the most qualified. The Benghazi thing aside.
1: I mean I, which I who knows what really happened there It's not good but who knows how many friggin crimes Trump's been tied to Well I was listening to uh, I think it was a Bill Simmons podcast where uh, one of the former staffers for Obama' was on and he said time like Hillary was the, was the Secretary of State <laughs> and uh, Barack Obama <laughs> would bring up a, a an item. Everyone at the table would go around and say their issue with that item. Mm -hmm. He would then look to Hillary to ask what her issue on the item was along with everyone else's issue. So she had to address everyone else's like, and she was just so competent, like so well-spoken. So like had an idea about what should be done in every instance. I think she'd be great. Plus she's got like a co-chair, although who knows what's going on with Bill Clinton after the whole Honestly, I'm so tired of hearing about how Bill Clinton cheated on her 20 years ago. No, no, that's not what I meant. I that's was talking good. about like you're
0: still going on about it as if it still matters. Right,
1: I agree. I think. That's I mean, it's still an easy too.
0: joke and it's cheap, and that's fine.
1: I think. I think that's good too. I was more talking about like I don't know if there's something going on with him like health wise health wise or if he just popped a few out of hand before like <laughs> she did her thing and he was up like playing with balloons on stage he hasn't he's, looked good for a little while yeah he's usually like a really like well-spoken i think like intelligent guy i thought he spoke well i didn't i actually didn't even see him speak yet. i thought joe biden spoke really well he did i love that guy he Did i think he could have easily ran for president
0: he um and, and i kind of wish he was although i'm 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 fine with with Hillary being president. I kind of wish Joe Biden would be. He did an amazing thing today. He married two White House staffers uh, in a same-sex marriage. Oh, wow. Yeah, both of them are staffers, and they're a couple. Yeah. And he married them. Like, he officiated the wedding. Cool. Isn't
1: that cool? Yeah. Go, Joe. Yeah, I just think people are going to look back on Obama and not realize how good they had it. Joe Biden's also had a really hard life. You know, like, some of the stuff he's gone through. Like, son died. Son
0: died, like, last year. Yeah. But he also had another kid die. Oh, in God. a car accident with his wife, like, like 25 or 30 years oh, ago, like his, his first family,
1: but they both died. Oh, it hurts. so bad. And he just seems like a sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I don't, I don't think personally he's prepared to, to deal like maybe at one point he had it in his mind to run for president.
0: Somebody put it out in the media a while back. It was like quite a while back. Mm -hmm. Basically, like your son who just died would have wanted you to be president. Like they just like stuck that out there like to see how he'd handle it. And he he was basically like, actually, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. That's that's not true. And it wouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. a good reason to be president. Oh,
1: my God. You know? It's so painful to even hear that someone said that. I know. Well, that was your presidential wrap up with Sweetness and God, I'm not qualified to talk about that bullshit. Neither am <laughs> I. Jesus Christ. Neither am I. Uh, watch I Watch opinion.
0: Stranger Things, and you go back and watch the pilot episode of Bloodline. I will. We'll do a recap next week. Okay. A 30
1: second recap off the top. So, what did hey, you think? Let's now talk I know about what you things. meant when you're talking about that. <laughs> it sounded awesome. Lisa Cardellini's uh, fucking orgasm was cool. It's how she starts. Yeah. But it's not
0: really an orgasm, but she's like, she's mid bang. <laughs> mid
1: back. She's mid back. Does she? Does the phone ring and she ha- has to answer? No, she's in a vehicle when it happens. Oh wow, good yeah, for her. I know, on the move.
0: Well, uh, check out those shows. In the meantime, we'll be back with something a little bit more classic next week.
1: And for your weekly Sweets and Slaney show, show with Sweets and Slaney. I'm Slaney. And I'm Sweets. <laughs>
0: and when you go to see Suicide Squad this weekend, yeah. Don't trust Will Smith.